Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. And, and so I really felt at that time that humans needed to get a message, which is that war is obsolete. If, you know, if we can kill people and the world will be just scorched for 80 years, only cockroaches will be left alive. Um, it's time. Okay, let, me you, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you, based on what you've said. Um, yes, you you don't like violence. You don't like war. Forever, there have been people who don't like violence, don't like war, just like you and I. Now, the reality is. They're peaceful people who sit on their own, not looking for any trouble, just fishing, and hordes of people come to attack them for no reason except they want their fish, they want their whatever. So, of course, you know, and I expect that you, you expect those people to resist and fight for their for the lives of their wives and children, etc., correct? Yes, but I don't think, to me, war is too... too no, I understand. Army. No, we agree on that. We agree on that. What but, we're saying is here, innocent people, not harming anybody, farming, fishing, and then people come out of nowhere on horses or whatever and start to attack them. You do support that they should defend their wives and children, correct? I, I do. And I, I think, I think um, where I live, um, the big um the big um tobacco and alcohol and whatever people come in here in those helicopters they usually come in by three and these are monstrous helicopters and they come in right over the valley and wherever they're going they go there and you can imagine what people must think when those helicopters come in and they usually come in like in groups of 50 and or you know i was up in the valley when they were training with the F-18s and for those planes to just swoop in and start dropping bombs on everyone. Um, I mean, you know, Congress Congress and Parliament or whatever cannot just sit there and, and say, oh, well, you know, whatever. there is no, you know, they're the ones that are going to answer to God about it. I truly believe that. But okay, I want, I what I want to do is I want to keep us, I want to keep us in our study which is the Can book I, of Judges. But, so. I, but I I, think, you know, like it's very hard here. Some of the times people, they, you know, they go, oh, we, 
we got an army of, you know, however many right. thousand and we went in and killed all these people. You know, um, those people had no idea they were even coming. Right. Can I okay, say so, something? So, so let's, let's, let's think, let's not get too far off the subjects. Okay. The subject right. is the book of judges. Now. Right. Can I, what can I we say see, something? Oh, sorry. I didn't hear you. Go ahead. Okay. When I look at the book of judges, yes, you can look at all of these wars that they have, but I think that there's some other spiritual principles that we're looking Very at. Very good. In the New Testament, it says that we don't war against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Very good. Okay. And um, one of the things that we see in just about every chapter of Judges is how the people of um, Israel turned from God, forsook, like in Judges chapter 2, verse 13, it says, and they forsook the right. Lord and, and served Baal and Ashtaroth. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he delivered them into the hands of the spoilers that spoiled them. And he sold them to the hands of their enemies round about so that they could not any longer stand before their enemies. So what God is, is saying is, once again, if we run away from the ark of God's safety, we should not be surprised when we're overcome by the powers that are against us and that can be any it's uh, when we're we are at war right now as christians as believers that we are warring against the powers of darkness and they will come at us in all different ways when we didn't do anything they can you know the the evil forces can sense us from miles away and suddenly send a horde to descend on us when we're just minding our own business doing our own work. Yeah, they may not come with arrows and swords or guns against us, but they're still coming. And, um, you know, when... Uh, uh, before, you, before you elaborate, can I, can, I, can I try to respond to what Sister Liz brought up as... Um, she brought up a concern so I was thinking, I thought you wanted to address her concern. I was addressing her concern. I'm saying that okay, she's hold, looking hold on, literally, hold on. literally hold, at what's going on. Okay. Yes, exactly, exactly. And but, we should be looking spiritually at what they're talking about. Yes, but we have to listen. We have, the Bible says, first came the natural and then that which is spiritual. So she has a legitimate natural concern. She says, I know this is God's word, but I have something against violence, whether it was then or whether it's today or whether it's tomorrow. Liz, am I correct in what, you, what I'm saying about what you said? Um, I think partly, but partly to me, it's that these are the chapters that people pull out all the chapters, and I mean all of them, not just judges. But they say, okay. oh, well, see, there's God God stands before war. God wants us to have no, war. That's why, that's why I'm, uh, make it easy for me So by answering the question okay. so I know whether I'm saying the right thing or not. So, right. yes, you yeah. read it in the Bible. You, you read, you know, you're, you're seeing here violence. You're seeing here war. You're seeing here Israel attacking these people, killing them, the taking the, the young maidens for wives and all that stuff. And 
you uh, you you can't you don't see any reason how you can justify that, and you have you have a struggle with that, even though this is God's people apparently doing this. Am I correct? Well, I just I just think that too many people use these chapters. As no, we're not talking about people now. We want to talk about the Book of Judges. What do you feel about that? What what you were saying? Do you understand? I want. Jesus told us not to study war anymore. I understand, but I want to know what you feel because I believe what you said was you do not like war. I don't believe in war. I think you don't Jesus believe in. Told, I th- I okay. think Jesus told us you can't do it. Okay, because so and and even you know even. I, I, but hold when, on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, everybody, please. We gotta understand we're trying to achieve something okay oh, I so we've got to, so that's so, why i read it the, that's the what question I, did. I read it tried to look for what it was we were trying to take out of this right so the question that's where we're trying to get to we can get there if we stick with what we're studying which is the book of judges which is what was your right. impression how did it affect you? What's your perspective? What do you see? Nothing. There's nothing that you see that is wrong or right. It's how you see it. Now, when you present how you see it, then we can try to analyze it from what the scriptures say. Do you understand? So yeah. that's, that's what I'm trying to say. That's why we're having the Bible study on the book of Judges. Do you understand? We're not worried about what people think outside, not how other people interpret it, how other people use it for this. Leave all that aside. That's not part of our Bible study. Our Bible study is the book of Judges. And when I studied the book of Judges, this is what struck me. This is what I loved about it. This is what I hated about it. This is what I don't, you understand? And so I believe that you said, you studied the book of Judges, and it reminded you that you hate war in any form and you didn't like the way i'm putting words in your mouth now so correct me you didn't like the way the children of israel or the people in the bible whoever they were were attacking and they would kill the men and take the young maidens away to go and marry them am i correct or can you rephrase it Okay. Well, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that. Fine. Okay, good. Okay, good. Now, Dr. K. Hello. Okay, you're, you're muted. Yes, I'm here. Okay. Now, you heard what her perspective was, right? Yes. Having studied the book of Judges. Now, how can you address her concern about what she studied in the book of Judges. That okay, is that is that is Sister to, Liz's concern. That's what I'm trying to address, but you cut okay, me good. off before I could finish. Okay, good. Okay. I wasn't clear. I wasn't sure we understood exactly what her concern I, was. I, well, I go understood ahead. I understood exactly what she was saying. And All right, what, go I'm, ahead. what I'm saying to her is Liz, just like this week, when I was trolled on Facebook for asking for free and open elections, regardless of what political party affiliation that we were at, I was attacked for no reason, okay? And you came to my defense, didn't you? 
Yes. Okay. That would you agree that we are constantly under attack? Your friend that you asked us to pray for a few weeks ago that was having trouble with the authorities over a program that she was trying to run for people that have been oppressed and had some real situations. So even though you're against violence that, um, you know, some would say when the Ten Commandments say thou shalt not kill, that when you oppress people and use harsh words on them, that you're killing their spirit. You may not kill their flesh and blood, but you're killing them. You're demoralizing them. Okay. And so here in the, in the book of Judges, what I see is they're talking about the physical violence that happened and how some people went above and beyond what they were asked to do all the time. And uh, the tribe, whole tribe was punished for what they were doing. But one of the things that they did repeatedly was abandon God and go and worship other gods. And then God had to set them down and say, wait, I want to make sure that when they overcome this enemy, that they don't think that they overcome this enemy with their own power. But so, in, you know, I think it was in Judges chapter seven, where um, God told Gideon, well, you know what, um, you've got too many people with you. Let's just keep whittling down the, the number of men that you're going to take with you into battle till they got to 300 going against the whole horde of people. Now, if you think about it, that um, to, to win in that kind of battle, that's not brute force of uh, uh, armed conflict. That, that the only way that you could win in a conflict like that would be with supernatural intervention, correct? Yes. And there's a lot of things that we have to face in life as believers that we cannot face based upon what we see physically and the belief in our own power. The only power that we can use to overcome these things is the power of God. But we cannot turn and um, smash 120 coconuts to become, to become attorney general. We can't do that that we have to rely on God, that um, he yeah. is our, our present help in time of danger. And there are people all over the world today that are believers that are under violent attack in um, communist and socialist countries where their churches are burned down white while they're in the middle of having service, where the people are hunted down. If they don't bow and say that they believe in the official rhetoric, that they are tortured and killed, okay? So those people are in a physical violent battle today. I don't think that, I agree with you that Jesus isn't saying that we should go and hunt them down and kill them. But you know, when we're under attack and we have to go into battle, we have somebody who is going before us and that is the living God. That's what that's what I got from the book of Judges. I don't know if that helps you see any more clearly um, that, yes, he's talking about physical battles. Yes, they did fight physical battles, but we have physical battles. We have spiritual battles. We have emotional battles. Um, we have intellectual battles for control of our minds. All of these are wars. Okay. okay. 
Let's take a look at Leviticus chapter 18, verses 25 to 28. Is Leviticus what? Leviticus chapter 18, verses 25 to 28. Amen. Amen. Anyone can read. Amen. And the land is defiled. Therefore, I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomited out her inhabitants. Yea, ye shall, ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done, which were before you, and the land is defiled, that the land spew not you out also when you defile it, as it spewed out the nations that were before you. All right. Now, why did we read this? We read this because we wanted to find out why, what the children of Israel was, were doing was happening to the people they were doing. These children of Israel in the book of Judges were throwing out those people because the land itself, and now listen to this, the land itself was being defiled by the acts of the people. Okay? Now, who owns the land? God. Very good. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, we could not see spiritually what had been done prior. Now, did the children of Israel do the exact same thing that the people that they drove out of the land did? Did they do the exact same thing? Yes. Sister Liz, what do you say? Um, I think most of these stories, weren't they kind of... No, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a straightforward question. Did the children of Israel, I know you've read the Bible, did they do the exact same thing that these people were accused by God of doing? Yes. Excellent. And what did God say would happen to them if they did the exact same thing? They'll be thrown out. They'll be thrown out of the land. And King Nebuchadnezzar, do you remember him? Yes. He came and did the exact same thing to Israel. And when Israel wanted to fight against him, the prophet Jeremiah 
Why was he put in jail? He was put in jail because he told them, judgment time is here, guys. Don't waste your time trying to fight Nebuchadnezzar, okay? <laughs> this is what God warned you all about. And Nebuchadnezzar came and did the exact same thing to them and took all the children of Israel into captivity, took their women and married them off to his soldiers. Are you with me now? Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, when a baby is born in the hospital, innocent, beautiful little baby, two days old, all of us go visit the mother and child and everybody goes, oh, what a lovely baby. <laughs> but that baby's name is Adolphus M. Hitler. Now, all you see is an adorable, beautiful, little, bouncing baby boy. What does God see? Monster. God sees Adolphus Hitler. Now, when God takes him out as a baby, does he go to hell? No. No. What if God allows him to live Till he's 40, 50 years old, when he can put people in concentration camps, etc., etc. When he dies, does he go to hell if he didn't believe in Jesus? If he didn't yes. put his trust in Jesus? Of course he does, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, do you know that the slaughter of those people was the mercy of God on them? so that they could live eternally in heaven. Now, I'll show you that from scripture. <laughs> Let's turn to the book of um, first, first Peter. Hold on, I'll get to the scripture now. First Peter chapter four, verse five. That's the New Testament. First Peter chapter four, verse five. Was five, sorry, verse five and six. Amen. 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 Go ahead, Liz. Oh, they shall give an accounting to him who stands ready to judge in living and the dead. The reason the gospel is preached even to the dead was that although condemned in the flesh in the eyes of men, they might live in the spirit of the eyes of God. You see that? In your eyes, they were killed. They were destroyed. But 
in the eyes of God, they were saved from eternal damnation. You want to look at it again. Does anybody have any question about that? No, I think the reason that's true is because who's he talking about? He's talking about the people that died before um, Jesus died. Yes. And for us. Yes. These are people who were, who, who were, who went, who died, who, they didn't just die naturally. They were, they were judged, found wanting, and they were destroyed off the earth. When Adam and Eve sinned, God told Adam, because of what you have done, the earth will no longer easily give you food. Everybody remember that, correct? Yes. And he said, from now you're going to toil to get food to eat. All right? So when we're studying the Old Testament and we're seeing all these things that seem harsh and so on, you have to take off your human hat, which is for 70 years, 80 years, 100 years, and put on your eternal hat, which is like forever. And look at things from a God perspective. Because God is more interested in your eternal soul than your temporary welfare so when we study the scriptures and we read something like then the children of israel went here and they fought against the canaanite and they destroyed them all and they did this and they did that you think god is happy that people are dying no do you know without dying and shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin? Who knows where that scripture is? No, it's in the New Testament. Okay. Why don't we look it up? Um, let's look at... Um, I know it's Paul. Okay, let's look at Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Mom Logan is kind of quiet today. Yeah, she had something that was going on in the background. Okay. You said Acts? Yes. Acts, I can't remember what chapter I said just now. Did anybody? Abele, you, is Abele here with us? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Okay, sorry. What Acts, Acts 2 did I say? 2 something, right? Acts chapter 2, yeah. About 38, I think. Okay, 38. Thanks. Can somebody read that? Amen. 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 
Peter answered, you must reform and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and your sins may be forgiven. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Keep going. It was. Yes. It was to you and your children that the promise was made, and to all those still far off from whom the Lord our God calls. Okay, can you read 38 again? Because it doesn't sound like that was what I wanted. I think you wanted Hebrews. No, I know Hebrews. Hebrews 9.22 is different. I wanted something Acts first. Peter answered, you must reform and be baptized in each of you in the name of Jesus Christ that your sins may be forgiven and that okay, you receive good. the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. So, you have to accept the death of Jesus, okay? Somebody else has done the dying for you. The people in the Old Testament had to do the dying for themselves, okay? So, Dr. K, the Hebrews 9.22 you mentioned, can you read that? Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. Yes. Amen. 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 And almost all these things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Okay. So blood has to be shed so that sins could be remitted. Okay. So when you're reading in the Old Testament, blood being shed, yes, those people suffered temporarily, but you read in Peter that they are alive to God in spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So now you've got to put yourself in God's position. If he begins to think like Liz, there'll be no killing. Okay, we're talking of in the Old Testament now, not today, not today. There would have been no killing and everybody would just keep doing what they want to do and go to hell forever. Yes. Now, God now brought his son, Jesus, who did nobody any wrong, who was killed, whose blood was shed so that there is no need for the earth to suck blood anymore. The earth is not, so for example, when the people who were Native Americans were here and people came from Europe or wherever and killed them, that had nothing to do with God. Are you with me? Hello? Yes. I'm not seeing I think, how... I, I think I've lost everybody. I'm not yeah, seeing what the difference is. Okay. The difference is, the difference is this. In the Old Testament, there was no Jesus, okay? So the earth was crying. Remember when Cain was killed by his brother, I'm oh, sorry, Abel was killed by his brother Cain. Do you remember God saying that the earth, your, bro your brother's blood is crying to me from the earth? Do you remember that? Yes. In Genesis, when... Cain killed Abel. Very good. Now Jesus has come 
and poured his blood on the earth so that the earth now is at peace and is at rest. And everything people are doing today that is negative, God has forgiveness for it because the blood of Jesus Christ is speaking on their behalf right now. Let's turn to the book of 1 John. Sorry, everybody. This is very important. So let's spend some time on it, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, let's turn to the book of 1 John, New Testament. I think simply that what it is is that these people in the Old Testament, that they were, they were, they were judged for their sins because Jesus had not yet died on the cross for their sins. So they had to die themselves. The Native Correct. Americans, when they, were, when they were slaughtered, they were slaughtered a thousand years after Jesus had died on the, more than a thousand years after Jesus had died on the cross. So nobody can right. say that they did that and, in the and, of God. And, and the um, Gauls in Europe who were slaughtered by the Romans was after Christ also. Yes. Those same goals became who you and I call British and French today, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So let's look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Ebele, can you read that for us? 1 John chapter 1. 2. 1 John chapter 2. Verse 1 and 2. Verse 1 and 2. Okay. Yeah. Amen. 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 My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is a propitiation, propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Amen. So Liz, do you see that? Jesus is not just speaking on behalf of you, who's a born-again Christian. He's speaking on behalf of Osama bin Laden. How would you like that? Here you are trying to get Osama bin Laden, and Jesus is there asking God to forgive him and to grant him repentance. Does, uh, guys, I don't know if this thing is making sense now. So that the, the killing and wars that we have today have no intrinsic value, okay? They, they have no spiritual value. In the Old Testament, you read in Peter that they died and were judged in this world so that they could be saved in the world to come, in the spiritual world, all right? Yeah. But Jesus has come now and the enemies that we have to fight are not human beings. And that was why Dr. K said earlier that the scripture says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers. And it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not physical, they are might spiritual and they are mighty through God into the pulling down of strongholds. So when you read the Old Testament, the Old Testament is written to give you a sense, a spiritual interpretation of what you are doing in your current life, that you are actually engaged in war, whether you like it 
or not that there's an enemy. It could be lust. It could be envy. It could be jealousy. It could be hatred. It could be you name it. But those things I just mentioned represent the names of the tribes that you heard about in the book of Judges. You heard about the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hevites, the Hittites. All these names that you read in the book of Judges are exemplars of envy, jealousy, hatred, um, variance, covetousness. Okay? So what you're reading in, in the book of Judges is written down there by God to tell Liz that use these stories to be able to, how would I put it? To be able to anticipate attacks against your life from these things that I mentioned. Amen, everybody? Amen. But the reason I didn't, what I just said last, the reason I didn't say it first was I wanted to answer your natural question which is a legitimate question before I gave you the spiritual meaning of what those things mean. And you must remember when you go out to preach the gospel, there are people that are going to read the old Testament and I'm going to tell you, they don't like this. Why would the Bible say this? You can't just tell them, well, let me tell you the spiritual meaning. Amen. You have Amen. to answer them at the level that they are at because there is an answer to it. Then you take them to the spiritual meaning. So we understand naturally why God allowed them to be destroyed. And by the way, in case we think he just favored the Israelites, well, he did allow the Israelites to be destroyed also. And I want you to understand when Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Israel, up until this day, Israel has never been able to return to the land. And they will never be able to return to the land because they exist no more. Did you hear me? Yes. And yeah. you will hear people tell you, oh, there's a country in the Middle East called Israel. That's not Israel. That's something we created. Okay. That's something we created. Israel has no meaning anymore because the king of Israel is Jesus Christ. And he is king of the universe. Amen? Amen. Amen. And this is the teaching of the gospel of Jesus. And this is why they stoned Paul and so on. Because they kept believing that some guy was going to come and restore their kingdom. And remember Judas, who betrayed Jesus and the apostles. They believed Jesus was the person who was going to restore their kingdom. Do you remember? Yes. yes. And even yes. when Jesus rose from the dead, the other 11 apostles asked him, said, Master, will you now restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus says, go away. It is not your business, the times and seasons that God has reserved for himself. 
because we're awaiting a new Israel. We're awaiting a new kingdom. And the Bible says that kingdom shall descend out of heaven. And it's called the heavenly Jerusalem. Where it needs no light, no sunlight for the lamb and God at the light of that city. You've all read this, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. You think yes. it's talking about yes. the physical place? What physical place will not have sunlight? So, the enemies in the book of Judges are inside you, not around you. You remember who the enemies are, right, everybody? Yeah, the, they're the works of darkness. The, you know, like you said, um, envy, strife, jealousy. Uh, let me get the list. Rivalry. Rivalry. Yeah, exactly. Covetousness. Hatred. Inferiority complex. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. So, so these are the enemies. We all have different enemies. And if you remember in Judges chapter 1 and 2, it named all the tribes, correct? Yes, and it named yes. everybody they had to fight. So Liz's enemy is different from Kay's enemy. Kay's enemy is different from Mike's enemy. Mike's enemy is different from Abella's enemy. Abella's enemy is different from Mom Logan's enemies. Are you yes, with me? Like, yeah, and I look, think look at chapter two. Look at chapter two. Sorry, Kate. Chapter two of Judges. Amen. We there? Yes, we're there. Okay. So, see. I'm sorry, chapter one. Okay. So, the first, in chapter one, the very first country, the very first tribe that went out was the tribe of Judah. Do you guys see that somewhere? I know it's chapter one somewhere. The verse nine. Verse nine. Okay, hold on. Oh, no. Let's see. No, that would be verse four. How about verse four? Okay. Okay, read it from verse one to four. Okay. Amen. Amen. Now, after the death of Joshua... It came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites, first to fight against them? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. And Judah said unto Simeon his brother, Come up with me into my lot, that we may fight against the Canaanites, and I likewise will go with thee into thy lot. So Simeon went with him. And Judah went up, and the Lord delivered the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hand, and they slew of them in Bezek 10,000 men. Okay, stop. Now, the reason Judah calls Simeon is because they have the same mother. I hope you're aware of that. Did you notice it said Judah called his brother Simeon? Yes. 
as though the others like Manasseh and all of that are not his brothers. Okay. You remember when Joseph saw his kid brother Benjamin when mm -hmm. he was king, when he was prime minister in Egypt? He said, he said, I cried when he saw his baby brother, right? Because that yes. was the one they had the same mother. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, mother is like the basis on which brotherhood, okay? Really, in your language, um, you people say, ofunne. is that not so? Yes. In fact, when, what is the word for brother in your language? One Wanne, is that not child of, of, child of the same mother? Yes. Aha. Why don't we say wanna, which is child of the same father? <laughs> okay. Yeah. But the word for brother in the, all African languages is child of the same mother. Okay, so that's a, just as an aside, right? I always bring this out for you, Abele, so that you understand that you need to do a lot of research because there's a lot of things that you have that, you know, can really help us because you speak Igbo very well. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I say something? Yes, go ahead. That when you were talking about how Abele's... Um, enemies are not the same enemies as mom liz's are not the same as mine mine are not the same as yours i yes. think that's why that we as a fellowship have to stick together because um the enemies of one of us that the others of us may have already faced and defeated that enemy and we're yes just like, exactly we know exactly that enemy don't be afraid i think that that's why mom all the time she feels so much for a table because she raised five children of her own and um she's the youngest of seven children on her side and dad's the youngest of many children on his side and so all of those nieces and nephews of them she's seen them and their children so she understands all of the things that you know when you're in your 80s and have come from a huge family you've seen a lot of suffering among children so she feels very strongly for the children that she can help them overcome whatever challenges that they face, that maybe their own mom and dad, because of our own inexperience, we're not old enough to have seen enough to know how to deal with it. But yes. that's why we went through and suffered whatever we've suffered so that we can be there to say, wait, wait, we got this. Yes. That we cannot be defeated because we're together. Exactly. I remember the other day we saw where the 12 apostles couldn't cast out a, a baby demon because yeah. there were only nine of them. But mm. just younger disciples, because they stayed together, were able to do the work. And we saw that Jesus put it in the same chapter. So we got the message. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Okay. Now look, read verse 22 of chapter one. I'm sorry, verse 21 of chapter one. Amen. 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 And, and the children of Benjamin did not drive out. Aha, the wait a second. Notice we have left the children of Judah now. And we've gone to the children of who? Benjamin. 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 Okay, read that verse 21. Sorry for interrupting. And the children of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites that inhabited Jerusalem. But the Jebusites dwell with the children of Benjamin in Jerusalem unto this day. So... You're born again, but there are still things from your old life that you haven't been able to destroy. They're still in there. You still, you still swear. You still use curse words. 
Uh, and they don't seem to be going anywhere because you didn't take them seriously to deal with when you became a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now read verse 22. And the house of Joseph, they also went up against Bethel and the Lord was with them. Keep going. Sorry. And the house of Joseph sent to describe Bethel. Now the name of the city before was loose. Sorry, keep going. This is very important. This one is very important. You take it all the way to verse 26. Okay. And the spies saw a man come forth out of the city, and they said unto him, Show us, we pray thee, the entrance into the city, and we will show thee mercy. And when he showed them the entrance into the city, they smote the city with the edge of the sword, but they let go the man and all his family. And the man went into the land of the Hittites and built a city, and called the name thereof Luce, which is the name thereof unto this day. Now, did they do exactly what God told them to do? No. They left the man and his family alive, and the man went somewhere else and started another town and renamed it the name of his old town. Yes. So do you guys see that, what... Liz? Yeah. Okay. Why do you think God is telling us this story? Because Peter says all these things were written for you and I to learn a lesson from. So because they spared this man, Luz, which God told them to destroy, still exists to this day. Amen? Amen. Amen. Look at verse 27. Neither did Manasseh drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shean and her towns, nor Tadak and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Dor and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Iblium and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Megiddo and her towns, but the Canaanites would dwell in that land. Okay. Anybody ever heard the term Amagadon? No. Armageddon. Armageddon, okay. Okay, yes. good. The word Armageddon comes from that name you saw there, Megiddo. Ha, it's actually in Hebrew, it's Ha-Megiddo, but in Greek we say Armageddon, okay? And we know that there's going to come a war referred to in the Bible as the war of Armageddon, correct? Yes. If these guys had done their job, you wouldn't have to fight that war. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But see, God is telling you something, okay? He's telling you, and you guys are going to meet these guys in the future again, okay? Now look at verse 29. Do you want someone else to look or do you want me to read? Yes, it? somebody else, please. Amen? Yes. Amen. Nor Amen. did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites who dwelt in Giza. So the Canaanites dwelt in Giza among them. Okay. Now what about verse 30? Nor did Zebulun drive out the inhabitants of Kitron or the inhabitants of Nahalol. So the Canaanites dwelt among them and were put under tribute. 31. Nor did Asher drive out the inhabitants of Akko or the inhabitants of Sidon. 
or of Alab, Achzib, Helba, Afik, or Rehob. Okay, somebody else can take 32. I guess the leave other person is Liz. Okay, Verse 32. Thirty-two, the Asherites live among the Canaanite natives of the land whom they have not dislodged. Keep going. Yes. Naphtali did not drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh or those of Beth Anath, and so they live among the Canaanite natives of the land. However, the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh and Beth Anath have become forced laborers for them. Continue. The Amorites hemmed in the Danites in the mountain region. Not the tribe of Dan. They hemmed in the tribe of Dan. Go on. Hemmed in, okay. The tribe of, in the mountain region, not permitting them to go down into the plains. And the Amorites had a firm hold in Her Herod, Ayajalan, and Shalbim. But as the house of Joseph gained the upper hand, they were impressed as laborers. The territory Good. of the Okay, I think we get the we have gotten, remember this is the preamble, this is the beginning. We have now gotten why God is telling us these stories is that these people have just come out of Egypt. They've just received the Ten Commandments from Moses. They're now supposed to begin their Christian life. But to begin their Christian life, they have to go through something called sanctification. What is the word for blood in um, Spanish? Sangre. Sangre. Liz, is that correct? I think so. Okay, good, good. I know Dr. K speaks a little Spanish. Do you know the word sangre is the same word sanctification comes from? No. Yes. To be sanctified means to be bloodied. Okay. You ever heard someone say, I'm going to the sanctuary? Mm -hmm. A sanctuary is a place where you kill animals. Okay. Mm hmm Yes. Okay. You ever heard of a saint? The word saint comes from somebody who had been killed. Yes. All right? That's why it says it's a saint. All right? It has to do with blood. Sank. Okay? Root Latin, root Mediterranean word, root Spanish word, etc. Okay? Okay. So, these people the children of Israel did not sanctify <laughs> the Amorites. And the way to sanctify them was to do what to them? To kill them. Kill them. So your sanctification is the mortification of your flesh. Now, everybody here know what a mortician is, right? Right. Okay. Yes. So a mortician has something to do with, you know, mort in French means dead, right? Yes. Okay. So 
They were going to look at one last scripture and then I'll ask someone else to talk a little bit about what um, you got it you got from it. Um, let's turn to the New Testament. Romans chapter eight. Verse 13. Liz, can you read that for us? Did this good thing then become death for me? Is that the right one? Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 13. 13. Oh, Doesn't sound like eight. it. I'm on the wrong page. Okay. If you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the evil deeds of the body, you will live. Does anybody have a translation that says, if by the Spirit you mortify? Yes, I do. The King James. Okay, read your translation. Amen. 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 For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Very good. So how do you kill the deeds of the flesh through what? Read it again. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But Good. if you through the spirit, do through the spirit. That means, Liz, you cannot stop yourself from doing the things you do, but you can if you use the spirit. Amen. 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 And the spirit is the word of God. The, do you know the word of God is considered a sword in the Bible? Yes. What did God put in the way to keep Adam and Eve from the tree of life after they sinned? A flaming spinning sword. There you go. And what is that sword? The word, word of God. Hello, everybody. Hello. All right. So what you are studying this morning, when you're studying the book of Judges, okay, it's not a story just about war. It is a story about how you can grow as a Christian Understanding that your enemy today is not the Amalekite or the Jebusite or the Amorite or the Canaanite or the Hivites. It is what? Does anybody remember? It's all, it's the darkness. Give me, a, give me the names, please, that you can remember or that you have. Jealousy. Jealousy, okay. Has anybody here been jealous in the last few years think of sometime you've really been jealous about something or ever just let us just use jealousy let's just think about jealousy you don't have to tell us but just for yourself think when you have been jealous and what it has done to you or what it did to you at that time Makes you feel inferior. 
<laughs> it makes you feel inferior. Notice it's a feeling. Mm -hmm. Not that you mm -hmm. are. Makes you feel inferior. So yeah. the question then is, how do I overcome jealousy? Okay. If I'm a man and I have a wife or a girlfriend and she's talking, you know, every now and then, you know, she just picks up the phone, she calls her ex and they're just friends now, right? <laughs> and they're talking, you know, and he... And he's, I said, oh, you work there? That's not far from where I work. What am I going to start thinking in my head? And he's going to try to entice her to come and meet with him. And what will that provoke inside of me? Anger. Jealousy. Oh, that, first of all, there has to be jealousy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, she probably takes him as a brother. Right? Yes. Right. So, but guess what? Because of that, she should be sensitive because do you know one thing that men cannot overcome? Guess what? Jealousy. Men can never overcome jealousy. Did you know that? If a man is not jealous, he has absolutely zero interest in you. Wow. Zero. You know why? Man is made in the image of God and the Bible says God <laughs> is a jealous God. God. Mm -hmm. Do you know the Bible says if a man is jealous concerning his wife, Moses should call the wife and the man and give the wife a glass of water to drink. And if she has done nothing wrong, she'll be okay. If she has, her stomach will swell up and she will die. He says no such thing about the man. <laughs> because God knows. He says, if the spirit of jealousy comes upon a man, if the spirit of jealousy comes upon a man, if the spirit of jealousy comes upon a man, never says if the spirit of jealousy comes upon a woman. But you see women in the Bible who were jealous. Right? Okay, so we have to understand. The, Sorry, Bible say that again. About, the Bible only spoke about the woman's anger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we it's like it's like I love this Pastor Miles Monroe before he died. He said he wasn't in town, so his sister came to the church. Um, no, she came to him and said. Uh, her problem is her husband won't leave her alone. He wants to have sex all the time. And that she wants the pastor to pray to cast the demon out of the husband. And Pastor <laughs> Miles said he's been looking for a pastor to cast out that same demon from him. <laughs> okay. So men are different from women. Amen. Amen. And we have to understand that. So they have certain weaknesses. And you have to know how to manage that weakness. Don't do things that you say, well, I'm going to make him be jealous. It doesn't work. You it doesn't work. Did. You're just lighting a fire. Do anything else. Smash his car. Take a hammer. Break his windscreen. Don't say, I want him to see me talking to my ex. 
Oh my God. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no remission for that one. Amen. I don't even know why I'm talking about this today. All right, let's take, let's take something else. Another, another weakness. Forget jealousy. <laughs> I'm exposing too much for the guys and I'm the only one here. Okay. 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 Let, let's look at another, let's somebody, another, another one of the, another one of the, um, the foreign nations that we have. Envy, drive. Envy and jealousy are about the same thing, but but envy is different. Envy is different. Envy is more covetousness. It's more, you know, somebody's mm -hmm. got um, a beautiful car I don't have or whatever. Okay, so do you say pride? Pride, yes, definitely. Okay, good. Um, and pr yeah, pride and uh, anger. Okay, let's deal with pride. Line. Let's deal with pride. Anybody can think of somewhere where you've been proud to fall. Now, there's there's a good kind of pride, correct? Right. A, you know, like you're proud of your country, you're proud of your son, you're proud of your daughter. That's that's not a bad. You understand what I'm saying? That's not a bad kind of pride. But um, you just met me. I just oh. met you. We're the same height, same everything, but you feel, say that again. Somebody has pride of their hair. In their hair. <laughs> Why would anybody be proud of their hair? Well, that happens in pre-teenage girls. Oh, you know? wow. This is another dimension of pride I never knew about. Yeah. Well, you know, we're born with different gene pools. Yes. But when you're little three and four year olds and your braids come loose and you get all sweaty playing, you're still friends. But when that girl reaches womanhood and yes. she begins to change and develop her hair, get shiny, and she comes into her own, she uses it as a weapon against her little girlfriends. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> you see? You see the That's things we're discovering? See the things we're discovering? And this will be yeah. going on around you, even in the same church. But huh? see, if the mothers don't know this mm -hmm. and let them know that they can't do that, I had a child that I shaved her head. Because it wasn't of... Dr. K, was it? No. <laughs> no, my hair was always unruly. I had to sit next to dad. So because mom always thought I undid my hair before church, it just undid itself. It was just unruly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did, I did shave a girl child's hair. Okay. And, and that was one of the things that if you don't stop putting so much emphasis on your hair and your beauty and feeling like you're better than everyone else. I'm going to shave it. Yes. And I did. Well, that's true because women spend so much money on their hair. You can see the hair is the almost the biggest industry now. Um, all this wig, weave on wigs, all kinds well, of colors. Well, buy it now because they're they're buying, they buy <laughs> they damage their hair and it won't grow. 
Yes, so exactly. So if you can grow, if you can grow, you buy. So yeah, definitely the hair is one one of the areas that you know women, it, it, you know they they put so much emphasis. Yep. And men, men do men do too because you know I, I I think one of the things as well is that they do it because they feel they get the attention of the of the men when they do that. That's one of the reasons why so many invest so much because men right. love too. So <laughs> you're right, mom. Okay, so so uh, Liz, give I, okay. Mom said pride. Um, Right. Uh, anybody we've talked about pride we've talked about jealousy some mm -hmm. some other some other foreign nation that has to be destroyed uh, um, i think gossiping say that again gossiping, gossiping. oh yes oh, actually yeah. can i say something i love this one that you Sorry. just brought up mm -hmm. you know what the bible calls gossiping dr k you and i discussed that not too long ago what does the bible call gossiping I don't know because I hear the Bible say gossip. Witchcraft. Ah. <laughs> yes. The Bible refers to gossip as witchcraft. So wow. when you read in the New Testament, anywhere you read in the New Testament where it talks about the deeds of the flesh and one of them being witchcraft, it's actually referring to gossiping. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, um, we're talking about all these things, and I was thinking, shouldn't we mention where you can find the list of a whole bunch of these? Like, um, sure, you, sure. Did, did you pull it up? Yes, Mark chapter seven, verses twenty to twenty-three. Okay, Mark seven twenty twenty-three. Do you want to read it to us? Amen. Amen. And he said, "That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man, for from within." Out of the heart. And you read it from the verse before that. Okay. Sorry again, Dr. K. Mark chapter 7, verses mm -hmm. 19 through 23. Right. Okay. I think maybe, maybe I need to start at verse 18. Okay, verse 18 to 23. Amen. Amen. Okay. And he saith unto them, Are you so without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatsoever thing from within, from without entereth into the man, it cannot defile him? Because it entereth not into his heart, but into his belly, and goeth out in the draught, purging all meats. And he said, That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, Covetousness, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Amen. So Amen. the enemy Amen. is within. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's Antifa. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay, <laughs> so don't worry about the Antifa on the outside. The Antifa <laughs> on the inside is even worse. <laughs> All right, so there was something what we read, um, uh, was it two weeks ago, um, where we mentioned the three 
the three different things. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. The three different pride, kinds of temptation. Yeah, pride. Yeah. Well, one was pride. I don't forget that. And the, the other two, I'm trying to remember now. Um, okay, somebody can answer that. Maybe, uh, in fact, Liz or mom can answer that. The lust of the flesh. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lost of the flesh, lost of the eyes. Yep. And then pride. Pride of life. Pride of mm -hmm. life. So I guess yeah. all these fall under those three. Everything falls on every. Now, now we're talking. These are what we're talking about is temptation. Yeah. In all those, these three things can trigger any of those things. Any of that these Dr. things. That Dr. K read to us. Right. Okay, mm. so one yeah. or more of these three things is the trigger. Yeah. Okay, so I might have jealousy. Okay, but mm -hmm. it's because of the pride of life. I feel yeah. I've been put down. I yeah. used to be the most. I used to be the fastest kid in this school. But ever since this new kid came, I'm no longer the fastest kid. You know, nobody looks up at me anymore as the fastest kid in on, on, on in school. So now the pride of life has caused me to now hate this guy or be jealous of this guy. Okay. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, even um, evil thoughts that a lot of times, because we don't know the background of a particular person and what they've been through in life, that when we see different things, we immediately start having evil thoughts about the person Whereas if we ask some questions, we will find out there was no need for any evil thoughts that what we were seeing wasn't what we thought we were looking at. Exactly. Exactly. The key thing is to be filled with the knowledge of God. When you're filled with the knowledge of God, there's no space for anyone else. You would never want anything anyone else has because it will be a burden. You'll be cooling yourself. Do you understand? Because every single one of us on this call this morning, you have a unique system and way of communicating that God needs. That's why you exist today. What you're doing now is developing yourself in the knowledge of the word of God so that when your time comes, you'll be ready to go out there for what God wants you for. Doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your age. Never, don't forget, the man who saved the Apostle Paul, I think his name was Ananias. We never heard about him anymore. You guys remember that? Yeah, Ananias and Sapphira. No, 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 no. Ananias and Sapphira is different. There was another guy. There were two Ananiases. There was a good Ananias and a bad Ananias. The bad Ananias was the husband of Sapphira. Okay. But the good Ananias was the one who got a vision where God said he should go and pray for Paul. And he was saying, what? Do you know who that guy is? Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So he, that was all he did. We never heard about him anymore in the Bible. But if he hadn't obeyed God, you and I would not have a Paul. Yeah, that's the nice of the Damascus you're talking about. Good. So you, today, we started, the, we looked at the book of Judges. Everything you read now, when you go back to the book of Judges, when you read about Samson and Delilah, Delilah is not a person. 
Delilah is a thought that you've been breeding and brooding over for the last few months to do something oh. you know you ought not to do. Is Liz there? Yes. You remember you mentioned yeah. Delilah? Uh -huh. In the Old Testament, Delilah was a woman, but now Delilah is a thought that keeps pestering you, that won't leave you alone. Okay? Mm -hmm. It could be to sell, sell the secrets to the Russians and make a million dollars. Okay? Mm. That's what we see in the world today. Yeah. Your wife says, why does everybody go on holidays? You know, you took, when you got out of college, you were really smart. You could have taken a job with a corporate, you know, position, made money. You chose to serve your country. You're being paid $80,000 a year, but your, your mate working for a pharmaceutical company is making $500,000 a year. They can afford to go here and there. And your wife keeps pestering you. And now you decide we're going to trade secrets to the Russians. That's Delilah. Wow. Did your wife tell you to go and trade Russian secrets? Did she know that all the pestering she was pestering you would make you do something like that? No. Mm. A spirit used her to get you to do something. There's no excuse because you're a man. You answer to God and God only. And if she keeps it up, she becomes barren. You, do you, you know what I mean by that? Yes. But, good. I don't mean barren as she can't have a physical baby. Yeah. But barren, she, she can't. can't grow spiritually. Can't. Women have to be very careful. If you have a spiritual man in your life, be very careful how you speak with him, how you talk with him, how you frustrate his life, because you're going to make your own spiritual growth barren. You cannot grow as a woman spiritually if you're frustrating the man of God. And by man of God, I mean a child of God who's trying to grow in God. I know how this sounds, but just take, for now, just take it for now. Another day, question me, ask me to show you it in the scriptures and I'll show it to you. Okay? Okay. All right. So That just goes to show that our young people that are not getting any Christian thought and training in the home are ill-equipped yes. to walk this world. Yes. In fact, that's why God is working overtime to get us, you know, get us ready. You know, like you, all these things we're talking about in the book of Judges, it's about Judges. Oh, okay. Let me say this before I forget. You know, the book that came before Judges was the book of Joshua, correct? Everybody yeah. knows that, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, and after Joshua, uh, we begin to get judges like Othaniel, um, Deborah, Barak, etc., etc., right? Mm -hmm. Until the very last judge is a man called Samuel. And Samuel's sons don't do right. The people are angry with Samuel and say, give us a king. Okay, everybody? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then we have three kings. We have King Saul, King David, and King Solomon. And then after King Solomon, God divides the kingdom. And then we have two nations, one nation called the kingdom of Judah 
another one called the Kingdom of Israel. And they exist side by side for a few hundred years, maybe a thousand years or more. And finally, King Nebuchadnezzar comes and puts them into captivity. Okay? And in captivity is where people like Daniel are born. You read the book of Daniel, etc. Now, we didn't read um, Genesis through Exodus, through Joshua. We just came straight to Judges, all right? Right. Next week, we're going to go to the next book, which is after Judges. And I believe that is 1 Samuel. Am I correct? In your Bible, is the next book after Judges 1 yes. Samuel? Or yes. is it Ruth? Is it's it Ruth Samuel. or 1 first... Samuel? First Samuel. Oh, no, it's Ruth. It's Ruth. Sorry. Ruth. Ruth, fine, fine. Okay. So, so Ruth occurs. Ruth occurs around the time of Judges. So you can put it with Judges, okay? Okay. All right. Because her husband is Boaz, who is like I think the great grandfather of King David. All right. So this is way before King Saul's time. So it's during the time of the Judges. Are you seeing Bible chronology, Liz? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Bible chronology is very important because once you understand the time everything fits in, you can begin to, you know, interpret Jesus better, interpret the apostles better because that's what they have in mind while they're teaching and while they're talking. So we have this period now called the time of the judges. This time of the judges is like after you just gave your life to Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now the, the, um, What's, what's that thing after you marry? The, what's the thing that the day after you marry? Honeymoon. Uh, honeymoon. Honeymoon. Okay. The honeymoon's over. Okay. So God brought them out of Egypt, did miracles for them, fed them in the desert. They loved it. Now the honeymoon is over. And now everybody, you got to find your way. You got to find your own style. The pastor doesn't pick up your call at 2 a.m. anymore like he used to. Okay. And so you're now in the place now where you have to find your own way. You have to overcome your own enemies. That's when you pray a lot. That's when you're supposed to pray a lot. Okay. When you find jealousy in you, say, why am I feeling this way? If you find yourself feeling jealous towards somebody, you know what you want to do to the devil? You know how to hit the devil across the head? Send Robin. a hello message to the person or send a gift to that person. Hmm. <laughs> nobody the person doesn't even the person doesn't even know what what you did why you did whatever but the spirit world knows and that devil doesn't come close to you anymore ever you know that is how you overcome we're talking about spiritual warfare you know you can do spiritual warfare even in the workplace absolutely and uh, especially Christian women that in the workplace, they have so much to go through. But I tell you, one of the best things I found that worked for me was to give my worst enemy a compliment and everybody's mouths flew open. And that person didn't bother me anymore. That, that, it, because it was not the person bothering you, it was the spirit in that person. Right. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that, you know, my dad always taught me was to, um, you know, he says, you only have time for minding your own business, that you only have time for me, myself, and I. 
if you focus on what I'm supposed to be doing, what I'm supposed to be accomplishing, what God expects of me, then you, you got to take your focus off of other people. If you're not looking at other people, then you're not going to be envious. You're not going to be jealous. You're not going to be, you're not going to covet because you're not, nobody has time for that. If we each focus on what we're supposed to be doing, we don't have time to worry about what else. The Bible else says he will it. keep in perfect peace them whose minds are stayed on, stayed him. on him. Yes. And so the focus where your mind should be will be Jesus because no devil will try to come and take your mind from him while you and Jesus are in communication. It is when you take your eyes off of Jesus that they come for you. Yes, exactly. Amen. All right. Amen. Okay, it looks like we've stayed quite long today. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's necessary for us to go through the whole book of Judges again because we've now understood the deeper meaning of everything we studied this week in the book of Judges. It doesn't matter whether it's Samson and Delilah. It doesn't matter whether it's um, Barak and uh, was it Barak yeah, and the Gideon and the three hundred, okay, or Gideon and the loaf of barley, okay. Mm -hmm. All yeah. these things have spiritual meaning. It's all about the enemy within. Yes. It's all about the enemy within. It's not about anybody else, okay. In the book mm -hmm. of Exodus, when Moses was fighting, and it's all our Joshua it was all the same. It's all about the enemy within. Okay. And these guys yeah. in the book of Judges were able to destroy some part of their enemies, but not all mm -hmm. of their enemies. And those parts of the enemies stayed with them. So those things you and I do mm. not destroy will continue moving with you and I in our spiritual walk. Your goal is to eliminate them in totality, to be totally heartless when you destroy them. Amen. And that's, and that's Amen. where being around old saints helps a lot because they can tell you about what you're dealing with that you may not even realize. Oh, in fact, that was how we started this conversation this morning about yeah. us being a part of a team and that some people have been through some things you haven't been through before. So an old saint doesn't necessarily mean an, an old saint in age. It just means somebody that has had some experience that you have right. not had before and has overcome yeah. that. So I, I'm hoping next week we can discuss the book of Ruth. Is Taboo with us today? Oh, yes, he is. And I, I keep pointing at him when you're talking and he keeps saying, no, okay. I'm not do. I don't do that. No, I don't do that. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but why you keep it? Well, why, you know, the, 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 the meeting is too long. The meeting is too long for him to stay the whole time. So no, he was. Oh, he was late. He came late. He joined us late. So. Okay, okay, good, good. Because I know when I was younger, I couldn't stand. I mean, imagine a preacher going on for like two hours. Like, man, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. at least after forty-five no. minutes, I, I, I've had I, enough. Yeah. No, that's fine. He, he only joined us. But, six but he should. But let us know when he's around, so that whoever is ministering yeah. can stay a little bit to minister day. to him too. I oh, want you to know. And I, also send, I also send him love and hugs, and I just wondered if he felt any of those Aww. hugs. Needed them. <laughs> what a lucky I'll, guy! I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something, Mom. Um, um, two weeks ago, when you said that, he turned around and said to me, "Oh, I'm sorry. I take back what I said two weeks earlier." Just <laughs> two weeks earlier. He said, I hate being here. 
Oh. <laughs> I, I know, I, listen, but remember, I told you, I, well, when I was listening, I never, <laughs> never, I never take teenagers more than 30 to 45 minutes in the word. Yeah. <laughs> because God has not designed teenagers to ruminate. Yeah. Their mind is supposed to go from this to that, from this to that, from this to that. Their mind is not designed to be on one thing. This is the time yeah. in life where they're exploring. Okay? Mm. This yeah. is the time in life where they're exploring. You and I are already kind of set. You're either a pharmacist, an engineer, a doctor, a ground. You're set. You know what you When you wake up, a teenager wakes up and there are 10 things he could be today. A policeman, uh, a soccer star. <laughs> whatever mm. you're here just time me for three hours to one I place. know I felt the same way as well yeah. I exactly <laughs> that's exactly. my favorite age to be around <laughs> I because, no, because grandparents grandparents get it yes. because they've well, had to I, deal I, I, I don't think I got it just as a grandparent <laughs> I, I got it at a much earlier age because when I was a child I had a surrounding me women in, in their 50s and 60s, because my mother was a spiritual leader and yes. I followed her everywhere. And sometimes I would just be sitting in the back of the church coloring, waiting on her. And yes. these people would come over and sit down, talk to me, and they, they just helped mold me. I didn't feel left out that mother was more into the spirit than anything else. Mm -hmm. And I've always said I wanted to be like that when I saw a child sitting and waiting to ask the Lord to give me something to open their eyes and brighten them and put a sprinkle of love in their hearts. Yeah. I, I hadn't had that. I don't know where I'd been. Yeah. And I was totally surrounded by scripture and all of that in the house, but I was the youngest of seven with four brothers in the birth order wow. above me. So wow. I was raised as an only child. Wow. Yes. Oh, so that's, that's the reason I feel for young people the way I do, because mm -hmm. they don't have all these different issues going around if they had four kids in the house. Yes. Right. No, you get you, you use the right language that he understood, which I didn't um because he, he was quite impressed with that. And um so thank you. Thank you so much for that. Well, somebody did it for me, and I, <laughs> I still remember it today, and I just continue when I'm around teenagers to try to pass it on. Oh, Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you. for that, I think Tabo should pray for us and close us in prayer this okay. meeting. <laughs> okay. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, supporting this work or being involved sharing these videos okay don't be don't don't, don't get weary don't be weary don't get tired your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day okay keep pressing on share these videos with your family and friends start watch parties on facebook over this video so your friends and family can discuss it okay and continue to write us write me through facebook write me through you know, the, the comment section here on youtube okay so I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thank you so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said, if you want to continue listening to us, you can always go, okay, 
to our website. You can see the online rituals that you can get us through. Like I mentioned, um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. You can also, you know, the other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio. Okay, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you watch these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so you won't even see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you, or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button. Okay, hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. 